stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hi, and welcome to Raising Joy. We're here again. We're back. Yeah. I'm Kristen Perch, child psychiatrist. I'm Winnie King, who needs a psychiatrist. No, you do not. <laughs> Especially not in this weather. Yeah. Oh, no. This is, this is, this has been perfect. It's, I, I like, this is all perfect, two, wait. all three, four days that we're going to get. Is this, have you seen uh, Miss Congeniality, the movie with Sandy Bullock? Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. whenever she gives a pageant answer, like, what's your favorite day? And she's like, April 29th. Like, is it? Could it be that yeah, day? Is yeah. today the day? Yeah. I mean, maybe she was right. Maybe it was because, I mean, it's beautiful. Now, you know, of course, it, we only get about four or five days like this here in, Spend them uh, outside. in, 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 in North Texas because it's either uber cold or it's searing hot. I know. And this little time in the middle is just precious. It's glorious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I was a little late today. Yeah, you were. You I, were running I'm sorry. behind. That's okay. No, I'm sorry. It's all right. I was at field day, which was outside. I mean, they picked the perfect day for this. Um, but it's very different. Okay. Than, your, than how, your daughter's field day at yes, school. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There are bounce houses and yeah. um, like there's a whole sketch and it's all day. Like we had an out afternoon right uh-huh. with like relay races and like oh. snacks and things like that oh my there's gosh. a dj i mean a they, dj i know i wanted to go like they were having <laughs> legit fun i mean they were having amazing fun so i was See, i couldn't pull myself away that was why that's why i was late yeah you know back in my day was <laughs> it was a lot more athletic it yes. was you know dodgeball and <laughs> yes sack races and Yes. You know, we, we were running the entire day. I don't know why, but we were running the entire day. <laughs> it was, everybody was running all day. Yes. That was, it was great. But it, this is a wonderful, you know, it's a wonderful month, April. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. not only for the weather, but this is autism month. It sure is. It's yeah. autism awareness month. It is. It is. And today with us, we have Dr. Bianca Serio Almost. Uh, on the podcast with us. She is a Cook Children's Pediatrician at our office in Hazlitt, and she also is our digital medical advisor who works closely with my team. Um, So she tells us, no, you can't say that. Yes, you can't say this. (laughs) And no, that's not medical. And yes, that's medical. (laughs) And she really helps us with our Hispanic um, uh, audience, and she speaks to them because she speaks the language, and we're so grateful for her to be here. Thank you. And um, she has, she wears lots and lots and lots of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and like myself, the most important one she wears is mom. Um, so welcome to Raising Joy. Appreciate it. So um, as a pediatrician, um, you could talk about a lot of different things because general pediatrician, I mean, you go from A to Z, coughs to this, that, and the third, and everybody knows you, you, you cover a lot. But you specifically wanted to talk today about autism. Um, tell us why. Yeah. So like you said, Winnie, it's April, and so Autum- Autism Awareness Month, which, you know, the hope is always with all these different awareness months is that we highlight things in the month, but that we can hopefully apply these things at other times, mm-hmm. right? Um So perfect timing for me to come on. And with regards to choosing the topic, it's not just because I feel important, the importance of um, 
raising awareness with regards to, again, diagnosing early intervention and all of the medical stuff that Mm -hmm. comes with, Mm -hmm. with it, but also just to talk to parents a little bit about how, you know, the journey they may be either starting or going through can bring some difficulties for they, for them and for the other children, meaning for the rest of the family, not just the kiddo uh, themselves that's going through this. So, um, as a, as a pediatrician, because I, I know the pediatrician hat or aspect of it, Mm -hmm. um, but also as a mom. So my youngest James was diagnosed about four years ago. So I have a little bit more I have a little bit of experience now, okay. not wow. just as a pediatrician. So this has kind of helped, um, I guess I would say, kind of offer a different aspect or a little different. Um, when counseling a parent, it, you know, it it's it's come, it comes from a different part, not just from okay, my so, pediatrician yeah, heart. You know what you're talking about because you live it. Right. Yeah. And so I think, and I think families appreciate that. So I, yeah. I, oh, do, yes. I do tell moms and dads that, you know, that I think all pediatricians, whether they're parents or not, are great people. We are great people. I think once after having become a mom, you approach things a little bit differently because you can see where that concerned parent or that question where yeah. it's coming from right. because you may have worried yourself yeah. about this, that very same thing. How old is your, your so. son, James? He is six. Wow. Okay. Tell me what that diagnosis was like when when you when you got that as a pediatrician, mm-hmm. as a mom, I mean, you've said it to people, you've probably referred people and they've come back and said, this is, but now you're doing it. You're going through it. How was that? Yeah. Um, he was just, uh, just, he hadn't turned two yet. Um, so we, we screen kiddos at 18 months. It's a regular screening that we do on all kiddos at 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I would say that up until now, we didn't have any huge concerns other than he just wasn't talking at the same pace that my oldest son had been. And mm-hmm. as a pediatrician, I, I kind of I knew how many words he should be saying right. and those type things. So so that that was the only kind of worry. And like any good pediatrician would be our pediatrician took the time to reassure and, and whatnot. But there was a I always call it the mom gut mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. that after that, I almost started scrutinizing things a little bit more or pay, not paying attention more, but like really breaking down every single little sure, thing. Sure. It still was really his difficulties with speech. He otherwise was doing everything a typical toddler would, do. would be doing. Okay. Um, so given the importance of me needing to know, well, probably as, as a mom or as a doctor right. and having known that it's important the earlier you diagnose, the earlier you start um, therapies, interventions, the better that these that kiddos is. will do. Um, so um, we were able to get into uh, one of the developmental pediatricians at Cook Children's. Um, that initial visit was a very much no big answers, which mm-hmm. can be hard. And mm-hmm. so I do mm-hmm. warn parents that you might go through this process and at the beginning it might not be a black and white Yes or no. Right. Um, So the first visit kind of left us in the same place we were at. We we didn't really know. Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Not really sure. Mm Got to wait till he's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's some more formal testing that can be done once a kiddo is older. So you're kind of in that gray zone of the worry or Limbo. don't worry. Limbo, yeah. Um, definitely even without a diagnosis we, and like a pediatrician or a developmental pediatrician would recommend you want to get kiddos, uh, you know, help mm-hmm. when whatever difficulty they're experiencing. Sure. So, you know, we had already gotten him into speech therapy and all of that. So we were getting the helps we needed and could at that point in time, but it was now just a waiting wow. kind of waiting game. Um, it also came at a time in which I was changing roles. So I initially was a hospitalist with oh. Cook. So it it was a it was a hard time. It was okay. a hard time because it was also the stress of leaving my comfort zone of uh-huh. the, what I knew in the hospital I was doing yeah. in that role and yeah. and basically starting my new practice. Wow. Um, so it was, it was that's a really yeah. that's a lot of change. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole lot of change at one time. It was. It was a lot. Um, and so, I mean, you know, I tell family now or I tell my husband now as well that it maybe was like a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. almost. Um, because as a general pediatrician, I got to the the job is a little bit different, not just seeing sick children and spending short periods of time with, with those them. families. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit longer of a relationship that can be formed. And I, I honestly think that helped me. Okay. Got it. Through it. Go through it. Um, Although, you know, some families will say, but isn't it hard? Or some moms will ask me, isn't it hard? You know, you see typically developing kids and then isn't it hard because you're struggling with your kiddos having difficulties. And I tell parents it it can, it is, Mm -hmm. it can be hard, Mm -hmm. but I will say that I think it, I think I was in a much better place job wise. Mm -hmm. Just because I now then uh, share, I joined a practice with another pediatrician that had already opened that practice, and honestly, she, she was I was it was a clean slate mm. almost. She was um, very um, she's more experienced, so she's she's been in practice for a little bit longer, and like that we share an office, so that almost was my therapy. I don't know. Yes, okay. yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in 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 med. I mean it's a bad analogy, but I mean, they're like mentors mm-hmm. are kind. It's as a psychiatrist, it's hard for me to say this word, but it's like, they're, they kind of like mentor you. Like they're kind of like your parents, like professional parents. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to say okay. it. I, I, as a psychiatrist, I'm like, you can't say that, but, but it, it, but it helps like that. I can't even, I mean, that mentorship, that support from an older person. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's just all you need. But, and a lot of it is reassurance, right? Like it's okay. You're going to be okay. You know, just having that is so helpful. Yep. So yeah, it was a lot and stressful while it all happening at once. Um, And a lot of it, I guess I'll say, you know, maybe some colleagues, I say some colleagues, my former colleagues, again, who I left, they're still cook children. A lot may actually be may not this may be the first they're hearing of it right because oh. i it was just i had just moved you know what i mean wow. and i did have close ties with a with a lot of them right but it was just that physical i had just changed to right. that other right. situation and i you know it, you just lose touch a little bit yeah. um so you know it's like it's a lot of what we say we just you know we we know that always be kind, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what other people are experiencing. 100%. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think, you know, they were wonderful. I have no complaints. It's just one of those things where I think a lot of them might be, oh, wow, I did I didn't I had know. no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, and I think the beginning of that process can be very isolating. Mm. Uh, and I share with 
with moms and dads all the time that it's okay. I mean, meaning it's okay to be private about it, mm-hmm. but you do need to know who you can speak to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need do need to have somebody to talk to, whether it be that mentor, that work colleague. Um, but if especially if you're a stay at home parent, which Ooh. my husband is, oh. um, I that's, that's so hard. In, that's important too. I always just whether it be a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad. Right, right. I'm like those ties again. You don't have to be public about this. I right. mean, it's that mm-hmm. is people can be. It's important to be private if you're a private person. There's some people that they do better being more open about, mm-hmm. you know, more, more open about it, yeah. most transparent. Yeah. That helps them. There's some people that that's stressful yeah. to them. Yeah. That will add to the stress. See, I'm the, I'm the one that I, I tell everybody. I tell everybody. I tell everything. I just say it all, and it's all out there, and everybody knows everything about me. Right, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell everything because I don't, I don't hold it in. But, but sometimes you need to get your sea legs first. You yeah. know, so it may be that you need to kind of wait. But going through that transition I, and 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 going through, you know, now here's a diagnosis and I got to go through the transition. You know, sometimes you just push through because you have to. And if you stop, if I stop, I'm going to fall. Yeah. So I can't yeah. stop. Just I got to I just got to keep this yep. moving. Keep it going. I think women do that all the time. I think we <laughs> it's our superpower. Yeah, It's our superpower. We just got to push through it because honestly, if you sit and and ponder too mm-hmm. long and mm-hmm. if you sit in it too long then yep. you get to me yep. you know you could get stuck and 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 that's not good for anybody so it probably was great yep. that you were in a movement mm-hmm. and you were you were going somewhere at that at that time yep. but still it must have been very difficult because you're thinking this is i'm no this shouldn't happen why mm-hmm. why is it yep yeah and i think parents i mean i that's a common thing when I talk to parents that, you know, that may be a common internal factor Mm -hmm. that I, and I try to remind parents that are, that are dealing with what we, it's a life, you know, it's going to impact, it's a lifelong diagnosis, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it's, it's just like some other, some other medical conditions or things. I'm like, there are parents. And so I try again, the non-isolating factor is trying to tell parents that, there is other there is other people mm-hmm. dealing with this, and it may be a kiddo doesn't have the exact same thing your kiddo has, but they are coming to grasp with these type things that their child is dealing with. Right. Whether it be you know, um, you know, any I think any sort of chronic medical diagnosis Anything. in a child. Anything. Exactly. Yes. These parents are I think the parents you know it's about it's about autism this, this yeah. episode, but I think in general any parent this should be able to resonate with those parents right. that have children right. that are dealing with stuff that is a lifelong thing. Right. Absolutely. Right. So. A lot of I see a lot of parents um and there's some grief that they go through like whenever they get the diagnosis and I think a lot of parents feel shame about that. Um, shame and guilt. Yeah. They, they feel guilty about it, but, but there is real grief that a lot of people go through. What would you say to a parent about that? Yep. And so I think you, you've said it just exactly hit the nail on the head is that, that it is, I mean, it is a grieving process. So I think bringing to light to families that, that it is, that it is what they are going through, Mm -hmm. then they can come to terms that, okay, this is okay. Just the way you would grieve for the loss of a loved one. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you are the, the grief process itself. We know we understand it a little bit better, right? Right, 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 right. And if we can kind of acknowledge for them that sure. this is what they're going through, even though they themselves are like, 
well, no, I not really. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I have my child. And a lot of them is, you're right. They mm-hmm. physically are well. The mm-hmm. majority of them, if they're sure. not dealing with other issues, if they are physically well, those parents are like holding on to that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the unknown or what mm-hmm. ifs for future is what they're grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Really? And, it, and it's the loss of the child that they I mean, thought like as that a, they should have had. Right. It, it, there was an expectation. When you gave birth, you had an expectation. This child Hopes. is going to be healthy and happy and just going to fly mm-hmm. and, and all the wonderful things that you believe. And then after a while, you're like, okay, this isn't exactly right. what I had in my head. Right. right. And and those I mean and the kid can be I mean like they can have they be sure happy they like all of the things they can sure do they. it all but it's just different you it know is it's just different, different. It is in different. a different time course and like what the the tools that they need mm-hmm. you know they just look different yeah um and I think a lot of the other difficulties that come with what I know you guys or this campaign is about mm-hmm. and fostering you know incl- inclusivity of difference sure is that I think a lot of what parents struggle with as well is that once they do get to the process of saying, like you said, yes, if my child is happy and we're going to do the things we need to do Mm -hmm. to help them reach their full potential, it's also the, unfortunately, the environment that they may encounter. So then it's the Mm -hmm. fear of how will they be treated? How will people accept them or Mm -hmm. not accept them? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and and I, what's really hard is that I feel like, anytime a kid is having a struggle, right? And so for a younger kid that may look like a tantrum on the floor in Target, or it may look like, I don't know, like a kid just refusing to talk, or it looks like they're refusing to talk. Right. And so it it looks like all of these things and people will judge. So the kid that's not talking, oh, it's just because they're shut down and they're like, I can't, they don't care. Or they're or stubborn or whatever. Yeah. I, like, I'm stu- like, or the kiddo that's having a tantrum on the floor. Oh, it's just because their parents didn't spank them enough. You know, I mean, like all of those things. Okay. Um, and it's just really unfortunate because, like you said, you never know what people are going through and you don't know mm-hmm. what limitations or what difficulties that kid is having. Yeah. And you don't right. know what happened before. Right. Yeah. You just walked up and judged them. Yeah. It's like, give people a break. Yeah. Some grace. And some compassion. I- what would you say to those? To that, do you have any thoughts on that? Come on, <laughs> by which, your, as I say, by on. your face. Nope. I know you got nobody's a lot. here, just us. <laughs> <laughs> to which part? No. Yeah, go um, ahead. All of it. Let's yeah, hear it. I mean, I and I, I think it's it's mostly that when I talk to parents, I, you know, I tell them, I, I think as long as we come to realize that we are here with the goal of making the environment the most inclusive possible. I mean, that's mm. our ultimate goal, mm. right? Um, th- that we need just need to acknowledge that we're we're not gonna, you know, it's not gonna be a hundred percent. Like we're going to encounter things in our environment, people Mm -hmm. in our our environment that may not, are not going to understand, even if we do our best. And so I remind them that it's not, it's not their job to make that other person change their mind about their child, you know, so. And some people are that way because they just don't know. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. And you can kind of tell when people are just. You know, just ignorant to what is going on and how to react to it. Yep. Um, but then there are people who are woefully and willfully ignorant, and you know, those are the people you kind of have to walk past. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for an inclusive environment. How 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 has it been with him? Yeah, um, I think overall we, I mean, 
in the beginning, like I said, it was is mainly communication, and it's it continues to be his biggest struggle is communication. So some of the behaviors that come from that, it's like Kristen said, are are they're gonna be what it is gonna be what it is, and then we will move past it. Um, and I think, I mean, we've had a real supportive environment, so I'm happy for that with where he goes to school. Um, it makes know, with, all the difference in the world. With an older sibling and all of that. So, so far I've, we've had a good experience, but I've, you know, met families who haven't had necessarily the, you know, the, the same situation. And I think that's what's kind of, it gets a little hard because that's, those are the experiences I hope to, you know, get them the resources to be able to get the best experience Mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, because it can affect the child, but I think in the end, um, it's the parents knowing that a lot of this in spurts can, I mean, it can affect them, even Mm -hmm. though if they're in the fix mode and in the I'm doing this mode, and that's all great because that's what we need for the child. But in the end, you know, this can take a toll on the Mm -hmm. caregivers Mm -hmm. and the other family members. And I think that's maybe what we don't talk enough about. Well, 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 you're on a podcast. (laughs) You'll want, okay, yeah, yeah, what do you, I mean, so talk about it. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think um, people who maybe in the past were not open to whether it be what, how they were raised or Mm. um, not this whole concept of talking about it, like removing the stigma of talking about it or talking to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess, I mean, the other thing for some people are saying that the automatic saying is, well, I don't need therapy. And I'm like, you know, and that's that's the thing. The majority of us probably do. And we've come to find out there's people, everybody, regardless of whether you have struggles or not. And for some people, like we said, that doesn't necessarily mean to go to full-blown like a counselor or a therapist. I think it's making the connections that you need to make, the people connections Mm -hmm. that you need to make. Mm -hmm. And that can fill that role. So I also don't want parents to think that they, oh, this is a part of the checklist. I need to go get a therapist. No, it's just ensuring that they're making that connection because that that person Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a trained counselor to Mm -hmm. serve as that Mm -hmm. sounding board that that parent needs. And and sometimes it's support groups. Like like there are support groups for kiddos, for for parents with special needs. Lots of Mm -hmm. social media. So remember we say negative things with social media. Well, positives would be all these parents making Mm -hmm. connections. Mm -hmm. And it's so helpful. TikTok, I love it. There's a doctor mom group. And there's, I mean, we even, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but I'm, it, it just made, I'm like, I'm not crazy. Here, here, here is this like well. cardiac. Okay, yeah, that's up for debate. But here is a cardiac surgeon yeah. who's like having a hard time, like legitimately out there, like saving lives. And she also went to school or also went to work with one navy and one black shoe. Okay, and she, like she takes a picture of it and posts it. And I'm like, okay, these are my people. Yeah. Like, this is know, my tribe. like, this like is my can, tribe. you can do great things yeah, and be a little can. bit of a mess. You can. Like, put that on my tombstone. Well, Bianca, how do you take care of yourself? And and even with that, how does your husband Mm -hmm. take care of Mm -hmm. himself? Because he is not that you don't, you know, because you you carry a big enough burden, Mm -hmm. um, but he also carries a burden, too. So how do you guys take care of each other? Yeah, I mean, I will say I'm going to give him I mean, I'm going to give him all the credit where credit is due. So he. I was, he's been a stay at home dad since my oldest was born. So mm-hmm. I do tell families, it's not that, I mean, we decided he'd be a stay at home dad because of James. He, he was already Pretty there. He was mm-hmm. already okay. there. Um, now I think this kind of extended it for mm-hmm. us a little bit and it worked out that we did have kind of one parent that 
with what I do, probably I don't have as much ability to do all of the like running around mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. at the beginning, the therapy that making all that the things that are going to yeah. help. Right. Um, so I, you know, I ask him that all the time because he really, for me, has been that person. And so I always just wonder, how does he do it? How is he? How does he hold how it is together? He super, how is he super dad? Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the things I observe, because he is not a very open person mm. at, at all, which mm-hmm. is, which, which for me, I know that that's, again, that's a risk factor for developing this as an issue, something mm-hmm. that could be an issue for that, that person. But I really think it was just not losing connection with the things that he enjoyed. Mm. So I think for, for him, from what I could see, that is what his outlet is. Okay. Um, all of his non-house duty it, things he kept he yeah. kept doing them right. and you can tell he gets the joy out of doing know. those things yeah. that's wonderful is. does he yeah. do it with other people sometimes um, yeah the, ma- the majority of the things I, I would say would involve like a, a people interaction type mm-hmm. type of activity mm-hmm. so so that was helpful it was not an activity that was an individual activity or else again that can be isolating mm-hmm. yes Mm-hmm. For for me, I would say it was the go 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 that Winnie described. Yeah. I mean, I think I kept saying yes to more things. Yeah, <laughs> I catch gotcha. it. I catch gotcha. it. We uh, have the same problem. Yeah, I, 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 um, I hear you. Um, that 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 I mean definitely helped me. I mean okay. the the opening of a new pro- that was a big endeavor to begin with, but mm-hmm. that staying busy with that process. Yeah. Um. Now more than almost more than four years plus with it being. Yes. Yeah. Very busy and me being happy that it was a success. I yes. was, and again, doing the other things that I've that I've joined, you know, and started doing right. has helped. Right. Um in a sense of it's a balance as well. Because yeah. you don't want to do too much. Right. Mm. Um, but but I I think that has that that's definitely what has helped me. Um I think talking to families about it in my practice has mm. helped me. Mm-hmm. As much as they think I'm the one helping them, I, I think yeah. that yeah. I, I think love that. they're helping me. I love me. that. Because when you give, when you give, you get. I mean, it's something about giving of yourself and doing things for others that really kind of takes that focus off of poor me, poor me, poor me. But I, I, I always find it very helpful when I start giving back mm-hmm. and and do things that are not just me driven. You know, mm-hmm. just doing something for others. So what you're doing is really helping other other yes. families handle so much, mm-hmm. so much. But so it sounds like you guys take care of yourself by create keeping an identity for yourself, including like goals and activities mm-hmm. that's beyond mm-hmm. work or could be work because that's yep. what your passion is. Yep. Um, and then also connecting. Yep. And then passion. So turning that into some sort of purpose. Yep. Okay. Is there a connection between um, autism and possibly mental health? Yeah. And so I think we we don't understand all there is to understand about autism. It's a work in progress. What we do know is that that kiddos tend to have probably a higher incidence of having mental health issues issues Mm -hmm. as kids. I mean, as teenagers, as adults, Mm. than the general population. So I think... Since pediatrics, in my mind, since now I'm an outpatient pediatrician, it's all about prevention. I think mm-hmm. I think it's important that just just like we're now being open about when the, there's an actual issue, it's always better to just if we if all seems to be going well, mm-hmm. let's still kind of be paying close attention. Could we be seeing some subtle mm-hmm. changes in a child's behavior or their mood that mm-hmm. might be indicative that something is beginning to be a problem before we have an actual problem? Right. 
I think what's hard too is we talk about autism like it's kind of a monolith, like it's one thing, but what it looks like for all different kinds of kids, it's so different. different. Like some kids really have a hard time. Like some kids are okay with verbal communication. They struggle with the social aspect of like interpreting what other people mean and mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing, or the or the or the rigidity, like you know the schedule, like changes in schedule routine. So it, it all looks so different right. um, across the spectrum. I I I mean I'm not a developmental pediatrician, but I do think in 10, 15 years we're going to kind of like it won't just be autism. Like there will be different sections because hopefully we'll understand more about it, about like it. what causes it, and as opposed to. Unfortunately, the way we make diagnoses is you have these certain symptoms, um, and so you meet this criteria, but what causes it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that we have to look more into that, and, and that is, like, the direction that psychiatry is going because you recognize that that's, like, very archaic to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you have these, yeah. di- you know, like, yeah. what causes it? Like, yeah. that's that's kind of where we're yeah. we're going, but yeah. so I hope more understanding will help. Um, you, you identify as Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, and... That culture mm-hmm. um, would probably or does deal with this kind of issue differently than other cultures. Yeah. How would you describe that and how do you handle that mm-hmm. with um, being Hispanic? And, and what would you say to other Hispanic families who are yeah. dealing? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, like you said, they, it's a lot. They're a lot less open. We keep saying and telling people open up the people that aren't opening up. But I think in general, culturally, that general topic, it's mm-hmm. almost like a just you don't you don't share. speak about it. Yeah, um, which is interesting because it's very much a big family. You know that they sh- there's the sharing and a lots of other things, but this tends to be a topic that is just very private. That's mm-hmm. how people are raised, mm. um, and so and I think it just takes a little of talking with people to tell them that you know we 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 know that. The first step is talking about it if you're having a struggle. And sometimes, like I said, it's fine. If if in the family dynamic it doesn't work, it's just opening that person up to maybe they wouldn't be opening to so- talking to someone they didn't know before having that conversation with them. And then them sometimes it just takes a little time in explaining that they're like, yeah, I, w- I would, ne- they would never tell their family member this. That's okay. That's yeah. the private yeah. side of you. But yeah. that doesn't mean we, you don't need to talk to someone else. And guess what? They don't need to tell your family anything. And that's the beauty of it, right? Like yeah. you can say whatever you want. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about the impact of it. Correct. Like so, you can vent all day long about your mom. Right. Not that I would and, ever do that. And, Gigi, I love you so much. <laughs> and I think, I mean, so I think it's a, it's a work in progress mm. when it comes to that. It's, I think we need to be aware that culturally, probably that culture, other cultures, this is very much a, we need to work a little bit harder to harder have people that. understand that to them, it may not just be as easy as telling them, oh, let's talk about it. Yeah. There may be a couple more steps to work through right. before they can get to right. that point. Right. Or asking for help yeah. even. Yep. Because you know, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to be a burden. Yep. I don't want this to be a problem. So I'm not going to ask for help. Yep. Ask for help. Are there, always ask for help. When I work with um, Latino uh, families, what, what can I do? What, like, yeah, as mental health professionals, mm-hmm. are there things that I can do that would make them more likely to engage? Like, how can I help? Yeah. Um, I think with a lot of them is starting out with that one very sincere fact of, you know, you, you already are here. 
you know, like acknowledging that they took, because that's a huge step. If they're, yes. if they're, if they're there sitting in front of you, <laughs> <laughs> that's big. Okay. Good to know. Okay. That is a big deal. So, because for a lot of them, I mean, who knows how much courage that took yeah. to, okay. to take that first step. Good to know. And, and I, I think once, I think that's going to open a big door of hope, of hopefully more openness mm-hmm. when they, they know that however, how hard ever, how hard this was to do, they, they now, you know, they're like, okay, well, I, I, I may she be able to, me. she understands me. And, yeah. and builds trust. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine trust is a big deal trying to build yep. that trust. Yep. And I, I mean, I, I guess also maybe, maybe, may, maybe acknowledging that you're like, I, you know, I understand that the way, you know, you're, you're raising your children may be because you were raised this mm-hmm. way. And you know how that, that component of it, I think kind of, can help maybe help you help them help the child mm-hmm. a lot of it maybe is they might be benefiting from you themselves i know you're seeing their child but i think you, <laughs> you probably are helping them of course um because technically they're not there for them yeah I'm just, right they're there for but i'm like but i bet you're helping them yeah <laughs> i try because kids don't get well in a vacuum yeah. like it, it, you need the whole thing but I'm, I'm just i'm so glad you're coming to talk about um, supporting kiddos with autism because I mean our patients are the kids right like mm-hmm. that's that's the identified patient but everybody needs the support because it is it's right. a lot it is it's a, a whole lot, lot. Yep. you need a Miss Liz they, I know Miss Liz is the best <laughs> Miss Liz is my daughter's uh, teacher and she's the absolute best <laughs> in the whole world I love yeah. her yeah yeah well what else do you want parents to know um, well, like I said, I think the whole reason for the episode was to make sure that, I mean, you know, we commend them for all the great things they're doing to mm-hmm. get their child the best, you know, the best potential out of their child, but that they take the time to kind of think about what they're going through mm-hmm. and how this is affecting them. Because we treat the child, but I think like Kristen said, I, I think when all of the family kind of is doing well, then we know the child is going to do, mm-hmm. is well going to do well. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes like when a family comes in, like things, I mean, if they're seeing me, things are never perfect. Right. Um, and that's a point. Um, but the parent is like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. Kid may still be struggling. And I'll just say, I know we're not, I know we're not all the way there, but I just want you to know, like you are doing this, you're doing this, you're doing everything within your power and you're killing it. And parents are like, what? Because we we take like if our kids are struggling like that is like we're struggling we're not doing everything we can but sometimes all everyone in the room can do everything we can and it's still not we're not going to get to perfect we're never going yeah, to it's complicated so, too um, it's complicated so sometimes parents look at me like you know they're like what yeah and you're like no really yeah. like you're like look at everything you're doing so mm-hmm. I think it's hard for parents to give themselves credit but really like you yeah. like it's really hard work so you have to acknowledge that yeah and be a cheerleader. And find cheerleaders for yourself. Oh, I love a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I love but a cheerleader. But you have to find people, mm-hmm. right, that are going to be like, you're killing it. For whatever it, whatever the issue, whatever the topic, I love a cheerleader. I yep. really do. And there are people who are who really are good at that. <laughs> I'm not, but. <laughs> I think you are in your own I, way. I can be. I you're, can. you're not going to be with the pom-poms and the glitter. No, no, but, no. But, but, you know, you I, do it. I you support shoes. folks. I, I, I do. I try. Mm-hmm. I try. But I, I'm very heavily supported as well, so. Yeah. I give back. I give back. <laughs> Thank you so much for for being so open. Yes. For being willing to talk yes. about this. Yes. Yes. And I know that it will start so many conversations with mm-hmm. with people. Um, mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll help people find support, find connection, because I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Amazing. Appreciate it. So we have we always end the episode with a question. Mm-hmm. What are you grateful for? 
Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I mean, I think resonating with the theme, I just, I, I guess it's almost like looking back to now a couple of years yeah. of being a little bit further into it. I mean, I'm just thankful for the village that I've built um, to kind of help us continue to go through mm -hmm. and help me continue to um, allow me to stay in my career and doing what I have to do despite having to have gone through that um, a couple of years back. So I'm thankful for my village. my village. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm away from the theme. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for a convertible. <laughs> hey. I would also a day be like for today. today. A day like today. I, um, you know, I don't. I don't know what it is. I love nature. I love outdoors. I love walking. I love hiking. I love. It is something. It is. I get that Claritin clear kind of thing going <laughs> when I'm out, and it is something that even bad traffic, even bad traffic, with that top down, you're good. Oh my. Gosh, you know, and the and the music is loud. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it is something about the wind and and just even with it being loud outside and the and this big truck is just run run past you. I I just feel, I don't know. I just I really really enjoy the 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 sound and and all of the beautiful weather. So that's I'm amazing. For that I love it. That it's, is amazing. It's funny. I'm gonna get a convertible with car seats. Um. <laughs> The pediatrician in the room was like, don't do it. <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. not. <laughs> okay, I'll get the, the convertible for myself with yeah, like yeah. all this Monopoly yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I am grateful for is for all of the different services that work together mm. that help a kiddo with autism, mm. including the special education teachers, mm. the speech therapists, the occupational therapists, mm. the developmental pediatricians, mm -hmm. the ABA therapists, mm -hmm. like the, and the counselors, hopefully, um, that parents will go see and, and get some support. But it, I mean, it really does take a village, but it's life changing. Mm -hmm. Whenever kiddos have the right support in the right environment, they can really be successful. So I'm grateful for the parents, the kiddos, and then all the treaters that help a kid get better. Okay. Now I feel selfish. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? But but you it's, guys but, were so noble. <laughs> no, no, no. But but you were also because you it's mindfulness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you're you're just aware of am. all the positive. I, I didn't think that at all. Oh my gosh. Okay. That was indulgent. Yes, you're mindful, <laughs> but you're my but listen, you're in traffic and you're like I love it. But the weather is so perfect. Much. And whereas I'm I'm late. Yeah, you know. No, so I'm you not. you made your moment. I, I don't think that's great. That. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. It was it was a joy. It was a joy. Yeah. Hey, and you also need a raising joy um, license plate, by the way. See, I'm full of good ideas today. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Okay. We're, we're I, okay. We Write them all that. down. Okay. Well, until next time, just breathe. Open up. You, you matter. matter.